0: This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision-crafted performance. Visit acura.ca for 2020 models and special offers. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Point
1: time! He's bold. You know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada.
0: Oh, Oh, that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and Uh.
1: cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bunkers spraying his balls with his golf balls. Excuse me. spraying (laughs) his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. good morning canada welcome inside golf talk canada we are now less than 7 weeks away from the masters i repeat 7 weeks away from the masters it's that uh, we're we're so close to it but uh, there's some golf go- great golf going on all around the world adam scully riding solo uh in studio all morning uh, mark zakino is going to be joining us shortly he's covering This week's WGC Mexico Championship for uh, um, PJ Tour Radio, I should say, and uh, Bob Weeks is going to join us uh, in hour two, and he's actually uh, doing some curling uh, this weekend. He's with Curling Day in Canada. That's on TSN. Uh, throughout the day. But Bryson DeChambeau currently has a one-shot lead in the WGC Mexico Championship over Eric Van Rooyen and Patrick Reed, who has made the headlines in many different ways this week. And for more on this, let's go down and bring in Mark Zucchino. Mark, how are you this morning? I'm good, Skulls. What's happening this morning, man? Well, uh, here in the Toronto area, it's warming up. It's supposed to get up to about 8 degrees Celsius tomorrow so tempted some would say maybe to you know take some practice swings outside good thing for some uh some indoor simulators am i right
2: yeah i guess it, listen february 22nd we're a month away from the can-am cup so we we got to get ready for that you and i so yes we do so everything's kind of yeah it's around the corners we better start making some swings as well so i i hear you i uh I'm down in DC, uh, mm-hmm. working the studio for Sirius XM for PJ Tour Radio this week for the, uh, Mexico Championship. And, uh, it's uh, warm enough here this weekend you could actually go out and play if you wanted wow. to. I'll be strapped to a chair in a studio, yes. so that ain't happening. Yes. But, uh, it's closer now than it is further away, right, Skull?
1: Yeah, that's for sure. You, you mentioned the Can-Am Cup there, uh, so that's uh, just over a month away. We'll be going down to Myrtle Beach. And as you know, I, I've been sending you lots of swing videos. I'm currently going through a bit of a swing change, and a bit of a, I had a bit of a breakthrough this week with grip pressure. So uh, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, it was something that uh, Bob Weeks actually told me uh, when we were in Carlsbad talking about grip pressure, that you just shouldn't uh, grip the club too hard. And you know me, I, I like to hit bombs and uh, grip the club too hard. But anyway, we'll, we'll get into that a little later uh, in the show. Tons to get to today. Mark with Bryson DeChambeau, uh, one shot ahead right now. But before we get to that, let's hit some news and headlines.
0: News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada.
1: Tomorrow's
0: stars today.
1: Well, lots of news and headlines uh, this week, Mark. And starting a little closer to home here, here in the GTA, uh, TPC Toronto is hosting a U.S. Open local qualifier uh, May 12th. This is uh, well-deserved for a great facility, isn't it, Mark?
2: Yeah, you know, TPC Toronto, obviously, the home of uh, McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada in our parts as well. Now, obviously, uh, Whittington Lake, uh, also part of that with the Ontario Open. Uh, which was added to the schedule as well this year. But TPC uh, Toronto, obviously, pro- probably, you know, when you consider, Adam, it, its association now with the PGA Tour, the McKenzie Tour, et cetera, kind of a, a no-brainer spot to hold mm-hmm. any type of qualifier, especially a U.S. Open qualifier. But, you know, May 12 in these parts yeah. up in Orangeville, yeah. You better get the gloves and the toques out, boys. <laughs>
1: so, so, so we talked a couple minutes ago about the Can-Am Cup, but a month away. Uh, are we going to circle this on our calendar, Mark, and pull out the old tour bag? and uh, Maybe not. Uh,
2: I don't know, Scott. <laughs> I don't know. I think... Uh, after the Can Am Cup at the end of March in Myrtle Beach, I might not touch a club again yeah, until true. the end of May. True. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. It, for me, it's all weather dependent. Yeah. I i do not, I can't play. Look at, like, when we go to Ireland or Scotland and we get, you know, a few, few days of that damp, cold weather, I mean, it takes me about a month to walk properly <laughs> after that, right? Like, yep. so, I don't know, but, uh, Maybe you know. Regardless, if we're in town, maybe we go up and stick our head up there and uh, yeah. and and, uh, and check out the
1: qualifier. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so May twelfth, TPC Toronto, going to be uh, a great event. Okay, some other news this week. Uh, Peter Costas was on the No Laying Up podcast, uh, and he was asked all about uh, you know the, the C- uh, his uh, leaving CBS, and and Patrick Reed came up, uh, and Patrick Reed, of course, as uh, you know, he's been penalized in the past, most recently at the Hero World Challenge. He's been in some hot water uh, with the tour with regards to the rules. And Peter Costas, of course, uh, was a walking uh, announcer for for years. And he was quoted as saying this about Patrick Reed. I've seen Patrick Reed improve his lie up close and personal four times. He'll put four or five clubs behind a club, behind a ball, faking whether he's going to hit a shot or that. So this this is some pretty serious allegations, isn't it, Mark?
2: yeah it, I, I actually went and listened to the podcast I suggest if, if anybody's yeah. got some time to go check it out mm-hmm. it, it's a really interesting episode and, and Peter does not pull any punches <laughs> on anything in fact <laughs> I mean, he burns a lot of bridges yeah. he's 72 years old I guess he, he wasn't caring about, uh, mm-hmm. about that but you know he, he's very controversial about the current TV product he did not have nice things to say about the PGA Tour and, mm-hmm. and what he I, I guess referred to as san- more of a sanitized product and messenger Um, I don't agree with a lot of things that Peter said and whatnot, but it's still an interesting listen. When it comes to Patrick Reed, he was specific on the incident, Scully. He could Mm -hmm. name the courses, the holes, the times. And in one of those instances, he suggested that on the airy, he he actually stunned uh, Gary McCord to the point where McCord had nothing to say, where he said, you know, the lie that I saw when I walked up there originally, the original lie, you couldn't hit a 3-1. And now he's got three wood, you know. So something to to those uh, to that effect. Excuse me. So, um, wow, I, I don't know. This is the last thing Patrick Reed uh, needs right now. Uh, yep. You know, Kepka called at Reed this week as well, suggesting he was he didn't know what he was doing in the bunker or maybe building sandcastles <laughs> uh, when it was brought up to Brooks Kepka. So. Um, the one thing that Costas did say is that 99.9% of the guys out there play play by the rules mm-hmm. and, and do uphold the integrity of the tournament and protect the field. But this is more bad heat for Patrick Reed. And, you know, does it surprise you, Adam? It doesn't <laughs> surprise me at all because it's just, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's certainly been a ton of smoke the last – Well, not. Never mind the last six months. The last six years.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been a a lot of turmoil around him. I remember, you know, when he won the Masters, uh, it was almost like a subdued celebration uh, around the green. Uh, and, you know, cheating in golf, that's a very serious uh, allegation. It's its uh, against your character, your integrity. Uh, but we're going to get more into Patrick Reed in our next segment because he's in contention uh, this week through all, all this going on. Uh, some other news uh, around the golfing world. Uh, Rory McIlroy has essentially uh, shut down chances that he would play in a premier golf league. Mark, what are your thoughts on this?
2: You know, I was almost going to make him my winner this week, Adam, because... <laughs> You know, this is why everybody loves Rory. And because it is unfiltered, it is exactly how he feels and he thinks, and it's not some scripted messaging, you know, Mickelson kind of said, well, you know, I'm gonna, I've, you know, he's met with them, he's talked to them, and he's gonna, have a better idea of where he sits on this after the Players Championship. That was, in my opinion, from Lefty, was more of a cop out. I'm going to look around and wait and see what other people do. Is what that mm-hmm.
0: really
3: means.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger says nothing as always. You know, yeah. even to this day, Tiger tells us way more than he ever told us, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, Tiger's been asked this question directly multiple times and has said nothing, really, at all about it. Very guarded. Rory, complete opposite. They stick a microphone in Rory's face. More I think about it, not for me. Don't like it. I won't be playing there. End of story. Put a button on it for Rory McIlroy. And since then, other guys, you know, when the world's best, when the world number one player comes out and says that, other guys then feel like they can, you know, maybe speak a little open, openly. Bubba Watson, i playing on the PGA Tour, not for me. Charlie Hoffman, Webb Simpson, uh, there has been more guys that have been, you know, openly shutting this down. I think this is over before it starts. I know the official Twitter handle launched. I know, you know, Andrew Gardner is, is now the, you know, the face of this as the CEO, the, um, uh, finance player out of London, England, uh, who's involved with Barclays Capital. And, and this is Saudi money, uh, funding this. So I know it's more transparent now in the sense that we know who they are, whatnot. But I think this is done before it even starts. On
1: yeah, I agree. And you, you mentioned Rory there um, off the top, and. One of the great things about him, as you said, you know, when he's in the press room or he's doing an interview, he, he actually thinks about his answers. He'll be asked a question, he'll stop, he'll take a breath, and then he'll give you a very thoughtful and honest answer. And that's just a breath of fresh air uh, for us in the media. Again, we'll get into Rory a little later in the show as well, as he is also in contention uh, in Mexico. Uh, and lastly, here in news and headlines, the Honda Field uh, released uh, no Tiger and uh, eight of the top ten players in the world not playing It it seems like the Honda is now just in a tough spot in the schedule, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's what it is. And, you know, again, we're trying to figure out who the winners and losers of this new schedule were going to be when it came out. And, you know, obviously, RBC Canadian Open was a big winner. Um, There's Riviera, you know, last week at Genesis now with the elevated status as an invitational from an Open. Huge winner. That field last week was ridiculous. Um, but now we're starting to see some holes or some pockets that might have a hard time and honda for 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 what should be a home game Scully mm-hmm. for eighty percent of the p g a tour that's like a home game yep. And it and it's not. And it's instead it's guys skipping this event. It tells me that the Arnold Palmer's probably gonna be very strong and obviously the players is the strongest field in golf without question and down. So that's that's not even doubtful. The players' championship is always the best field of the year. But it tells me that I believe the Arnold Palmer is actually gonna be uh probably the winner here in the Florida swing, at least this year.
1: Yeah, I mentioned off the top there, eight of the top ten. It's actually nine of the top ten players skipping uh, next week, including two recent champions, Justin Thomas back in 2018, Adam Scott back in 2016. The only one playing in the top ten uh, is Brooks Kapka. Well, coming up after the break, Mark, we're going to dive into the WGC Mexico Championship where Bryson DeChambeau is a one-shot lead after 36 holes. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Visit Acura.ca for 2020 models and special offers. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all new Sim and Sim Max drivers shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio. Uh, Mark Sakino on the line covering the WGC in Mexico Championship. Bob Weeks is going to be joining us uh, a little later in the show. He's in Moose Jaw right now covering some curling, actually. Uh, well, Mark, we're going to get into this a little later uh, in 3Dub, but this week they're playing at. Altitude, uh, so seventy six hundred feet, approximately above sea level. So the ball flies ten to fifteen percent further. Have you ever played in anything like this before?
2: No, not at all, Adam. I, but I think I want to. Uh, yeah, me too. I love to try it. I, yeah, I remember back in the day, you know, as a kid, and even into the nineties, uh, you know, watching the um, the international, mm-hmm. excuse me, mm-hmm. in Colorado on the PGA Tour, which was the old Stableford event. Yep. You know, they played that event at 6,500, 7,000 feet, so not quite as high of, as this. This is by far the highest the PGA Tour has, has ever played in. Um, and It was fun to watch the balls go, but now, you know, with the modern-day technology and the height, you know, so important in terms of the height that these guys say that as well, that, uh, you know, that altitude comes even more. Uh, in the consideration, you know, they, they say that, you know, the higher ball hitters like the Rorys and the DJs, it, it can be as much as a full 15%. So, you know, on a 300 yard drive, that's, that's 45 yards. So a 300 yard carry is now a 345 yard carry. And some of the guys who don't hit it as high as the bombers, they'll pick up 10 to 11%. And then if you hit a knockdown shot, it can be as, as, as low as, 7 to 8%, but it's fun to watch, and we'll get into some of these numbers later on of what it's really worth.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating to watch and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the coverage uh, throughout the weekend. Well, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, he is your 36-hole leader, uh, a one-shot lead. Before we chat about Bryson DeChambeau, uh, let's hear his interview after his round with Golf Channel.
4: Well, it was a lot of fun. Surely, when you have days like that, you can't help but just smile out there and uh, making those putts the way I did, striking the ball like I did. It was uh, surely a joy out there. Yesterday, you made uh, over 122 feet of putts. Today, even better, 143 feet, four inches. How would you describe the confidence you have over the ball in the greens right now? Well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's, the confidence has got to be high, and it is high. And it's a lot of fun to see putts finally going in. Um, I'm going to go out and do my work like I normally do. Uh, just a couple minutes, go putt a little bit, hit some balls, but all in all, everything's going pretty well, firing on all cylinders. Maybe some of that work will involve the laser that you (laughs) use that we talked about on the broadcast. What does that do for your game? Well, it helps the the face-to-path relationship, and I think it's called laser putt. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. We just needed an umbrella. We had an umbrella today, actually. It was nice. I felt bad for Connor there, but it was awesome to be able to have him there with a shadow and just me stroking a putt and seeing the laser and how it orientates to the chalk line. I think it's called laser putt, right? Laser focus. Product. Is that more for your line or more for your stroke? That it's laser? for face to path. So it's for everything. So it shows, you know, how I'm taking it back and how I'm going through it. and then the face orientation relative to that. Because it's just a, it's, it's not a dot, it's a line you know, for a laser. And that just shows me how it's orientating along that chalk line, which is great.
1: Bryson DeChambeau getting a little scientific there. As uh, his 10th career, 36 uh, hole leader co-lead uh, worldwide. He's won only two of the previous uh, nine times. And Mark, uh, Bryson's gone through quite uh, a transition. Uh, he's gained 20 to 30 pounds. He looked like a completely different human. And uh, watching him uh, on TV at the Waste Management, it looked like He had his driver dialed in because he was just hitting absolute bombs. But around the greens, he couldn't hold anything and any wedges or or low irons. Uh, What have you seen uh, thus far from uh, Bryson this week?
2: Well, I think to to Phil Mickelson's similar situation, only the opposite side of it. When Anytime (laughs) you go through any type of dramatic body transformation and you put on that much weight in a short period of time or take off that much weight, to Phil's point, in a short period of time it takes a while for your body to get comfortable in its new skin so to speak like your timing's off sometimes your angles are off you know i remember having conversations with Dennis and Carl Pauls about this as well because uh when you when you lose weight uh, you, uh, you tend to stand too far away from the golf ball and you forget to get over the golf ball again so all these things can change i think what we're seeing with Bryson for the first time is him finally comfortable in his new skin? Because, man, is he hitting it a long way. But what's finally woken up is is, is the putter. It, this is the complete package now for him. Um, now, is he going to continue to putt like this over the next two days? Highly unlikely. This rate is ridiculous, Adam. Like, he is pouring in, and they're going in the center of the hole every time. 143 feet of putts yesterday. That is absolutely absurd. But uh, as long as he continues continues to But well, he should still have a chance to win this golf tournament because he's he's doing everything well. He's striking it great. He's hitting it deep, and uh, you know this is probably a a natural, uh, smart progression. You know he's won five times on the PGA Tour. He's won the regular season. He's won the playoffs. The next natural step for him is something like a World Golf Championship or a Players' Championship before you know we start talking major, which we might be talking already for him. But the, he needs to win more of a high-profile event. you, know, you know, Obviously, the, the playoffs are certainly that, but a World Golf Championship event would be the next thing in line on this guy's resume.
1: Yeah, thinking about Bryson, really the only time he's truly been in contention at a major championship was when uh, he was actually an amateur uh, at the Masters. He played with Jordan Spieth back in 2016 when he was an amateur and was really in contention uh, basically into Sunday until he sort of blew up uh, on the front nine. But you mentioned his his putting, uh, 143 feet of putts on Friday, 265 total feet of putts through two rounds. Been very uh, impressive to watch. Okay, we mentioned this guy in segment one Patrick Reed a lot of uh, we'll call it chaos going around uh, a lot of people questioning his character whether he cheats on the golf course uh, Brooks Kepka was asked was talking about if he's building sandcastles at the hero world challenge before we dive more into Patrick Reed let's hear his interview after his round yesterday he is one shot off the lead
5: I think the biggest thing for me was uh, just get the ball on the green. It uh, seemed like the putter was working, especially uh, you know early on. I felt like I was hitting the ball solid. And uh, even though I didn't birdie one and two, I had great looks, I felt like I put a perfect roll on them. And then to get the first one to drop on the third hole after that, I just knew, okay, the putter's working, just give it opportunities. And on a golf course like this, if you get the ball in play off the tee and you're able to kind of attack with irons and you're going to have a lot of looks.
1: We talked about this on Sunday after your singles match in Australia.
5: How are you able to compartmentalize block out the noise from outside the ropes and compete like this against the best players in the world? I think the biggest thing for me is, uh, you know, I just w- work so hard at it. My, my team and I work really hard. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to let just little things on the outside you know, distract me from our ultimate goal. And that's to go out and, and play great golf and, uh, you know, continue to try to improve every day on and off the golf course. And as long as you're doing that, then, uh, you know, you're living the right way. Because at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm doing everything I need to be doing to continue to uh, hopefully strive in the game of golf on and off the golf course
1: well given, given everything that's happened for Patrick Reed you know well said I, I guess uh, after um, you know what's gone on recently for him but uh, Mark you know he's had three top tens in six events this year and it's been a pretty solid year thus far playing for Patrick Reed you
2: know that's a problem here Adam is that all the shenanigans off the golf course are taking away from some very solid golf. He mm-hmm. won in the playoffs last year. He played fairly well on uh, when he got the singles anyway at the president's yep. cup. Uh, you know, uh and and he's continuing to play well. It seems to seems to me like every time he's kinda around a golf tournament he you know, he's got a chance to win these days and Unfortunately, we're talking about everything else but his golf game. Uh, yeah. Another guy saying, all I got to do there, by the way, is get to the greens and I feel like I can make cuts. I'm working the broadcast this week with uh, Mark McCumber, who, you yeah. know, had 11 wins on the PGA tour and yeah. just a very illustrious career, players champion. And, Mark Mark suggested to me yesterday. I asked him point blank: Are these the best Polana greens you have ever seen on the PGA Tour? And you know what happens to Polana? Oh, yeah. Late in the day, it, it, they're disasters on the West Coast. Here, you know, late into the broadcast last night, guys are pouring in 25 footers. He said, hands down, by far, these are the smoothest polana green Services he, he has ever seen so that is certainly part of it because you know we had a 62 by eric van Ryan yesterday which ties the course record we had a 63 by the a 63 by reed 64 by Matsyama justin thomas finished horribly or he would have been in that mix with the 63 64 club so guys were going low and, and just pouring in putt, one putt after another these greens are spectacular
1: yeah, they are spectacular in the, in the field as a whole. 52 under par in round two. Uh, in comparison, they were 100 over par uh, on Thursday uh, in round one. Well, Mark, there's so much more to talk about about this tournament. We're going to hear from Justin Thomas. We're going to hear from Rory McIlroy. We're going to discuss Corey Connors as well, who is tied for 10th after two rounds. Plus, we're going to discuss Riviera last week. Adam Scott winning and Tiger Woods finishing in last place we'll talk about all of that next this is golf talk canada
0: this segment of gtc presented by acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new sim and sim max drivers shape in motion we reshape the driver so you can reshape your game visit taylormadegolf.ca to order yours today This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including Digifit Floor Liner. The most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob
1: Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully riding solo on this lovely Saturday morning here in studio. Uh, Bob Weeks joining us uh an hour or two, I should say as well. We're gonna hear an interview from the tailor-made tour truck that uh, Mark Sacchino did back when we were in Carlsbad uh, in December uh, with Chris Trott and Wade Lyles. Uh, a fun interview uh, talking to the guys who work with the tour pros on a weekly basis, uh, adjusting their gear and making them as good as they are. So, uh, Mark, I know you had a lot of fun with that interview, uh, but let's uh, let's continue on here at the WGC Mexico Championship, recapping the first two rounds where Bryson DeChambeau is a one-shot lead over Eric Van Ruyen uh, and Patrick Reed but uh, Mark, another guy there, Justin Thomas, two shots off the lead, rounds of 67-66. Uh, he had it going there for a while uh, in round two, six under in a five-hole span. What have you seen uh, from JT thus far uh, this week?
2: Well, JT is just so comfortable on this golf course. You know, historically, him, Dustin Johnson, and, and Rory McIlroy have just played and performed so well here. and before Eric Van Rooyen shot 62 yesterday, previous to that 62, Justin Thomas had the course record alone by himself with the 62, and he actually had shot that score twice. Uh, he kinda, it was weird because as, as he made the turn, he was on fire. Uh, he started on the back nine, birdied his last four holes, and then made an eagle at one. So, you know, he goes out with 32, falls it up with an eagle at first from my drive with the top four. And then he just kind of stalled. Played his last eight holes and one over. And you just felt he was kind of out of sorts, out of, out of rhythm. Uh, after the round, he suggested that he felt like he played two different rounds out there the first nine holes and then the second nine holes, you know. But uh, I think he's going to be right there. He's a the leader of the FedEx Cup. Uh, He's played well so far this year, exceptionally well so far this year, and I think he loves this golf course. I'd be shocked to see Justin Thomas back up over the weekend. I think he'll have a chance to win on Sunday, and I think we are probably, for a golf course in the past, Adam, that has showed that you can separate yourselves. Last year we had two guys completely separate themselves from the rest of the field. I don't think we're going to get that this year. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to get a... A very bunch leaderboard right to the uh, the last few holes on Sunday.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's it's been fun watching Justin Thomas. He's had a lot of success on this golf course, and uh, after his round, he had a chance to speak with the media.
6: Nine, ten, ten holes pretty well today. I, I, I couldn't really get into rhythm after that little break we had uh, between nines. I felt like, you know, we waited on one a little bit. I just, I wasn't hitting my shots as solid. I still hit some good ones, but I mean, consistently, my first ten holes or first nine holes, I, I mean, I struck it really, really well. Every shot was about how I wanted it. Um, you know, just had a couple loose ones here and there, but for the most part, I played really solid. And on that, my back nine, I just, uh, it was sloppy. I just had, a, I had some great saves and and salvaged what i could but um i definitely felt like i didn't didn't take advantage of some of those holes in that nine i'm trying to hit a number at home i mean we have exactly our system everybody's system is probably different but uh the one that we have has worked for us and it's just um we know that you know when we have 200 yards here it's uh it's an eight iron and uh it's nothing other than that so it's i don't know it's weird because i know everybody has a lot of different numbers for how they hit it and the trajectory they hit it but uh we feel like we have it pretty dialed in i mean if you look at the altitude this course plays at about 64 6500 yards yards at home and uh, it's some pretty high scores it's but it's a tricky course like that and that's what I think it's fun you have to be creative you have to play the angles Um, if you're hitting it well you can be aggressive but if not you kind of have to lay back and play conservative and uh, I feel like I'm driving it well enough where I can be aggressive off the tee and try to take advantage
1: Justin Thomas, two shots off the lead, second on the PGA Tour this season, birdie average, fifth in scoring average, and Mark, as you mentioned, uh, first in the FedEx Cup uh, right now. Speaking of the FedEx Cup, but let's talk about last year's champion, uh, Rory McIlroy. He is uh, three shots off the lead. He had an opening uh, 65. The whole to have the 18-hole lead. But, Marco, a, a bit of a, a weird round for Rory yesterday. Started off with eight straight pars, then the bogey, but sort of turned it on a little bit on the back nine. What did you see from Rory?
2: It's What I've seen from Rory in the last two weeks, I just, I see brilliance and why he's the number one player in the world. And then I've seen some just head-scratching, can't-figure-it-out uh, decisions, swings, uh lack, lapse in concentration. It's it's been bizarre. I walked with him for four days last week at Riviera. All four days was with Rory and uh the Sunday I happened to be with Rory and Adam Scott for both those days. So I, I got to see a lot last week in Riviera. Now this week uh yesterday uh excuse me thursday clearly the best player on the golf course uh, on thursday and some late birdies on thursday got himself some separation at the end of the first round and yesterday on a golf course that was being just eaten alive Mm -hmm. by the rest of this field uh rory McElroy was stuck in neutral for the majority of the day he was one over par through 11 holes Uh, Now, he managed to scrape it out. He managed to, uh, you know, fire some late birdies on the scorecard and shoot around a 69 at the end of the day. He showed some great fight at the end. And if he goes on to win this golf tournament, it will be those late birdies on Friday that got this done for him, Adam, because that that round was heading in the the wrong direction. But, I mean, where do you start? He had a, a longer putter in the bag last week, went to a shorter putter, which was his putter from last year this week. His putting came back. We're, you know yes is he still you know on the positive side of strokes gained Tina to green uh still driving it well yes but but not like he was a year ago not like he was in 2019 He is losing a lot of drives to the left they saw it again yesterday mm-hmm. um I, i'm not exactly sure what's going on right now with rory but this is a guy that has finish outside the top five and likely will not finish outside the top five again this week. So he is a victim of his own success. We expect more from Rory. We want him to win the way Tiger won. And I'm just not sure if that's realistic for Rory McIlroy.
1: You know, it's funny you mentioned that stat in Rory uh, and Tiger. Uh, With another top-five finish uh, this week for Rory, he would join Tiger as the only players with six straight top-five finishes uh, in the last 15 years. Uh, You know, we've always talked about it, Mark. If Rory's on top of his game, he's got to be the best player in the world, right?
2: Yeah, he is, and I'd be curious in that, that that you just gave us there, Adam, Mm -hmm. about the only other player in the world with six top fives in a row, I'd be curious as to how many wins Tiger got in that six. I bet you Tiger won at least two, if not three, of those six top fives.
1: And it probably happened multiple times, too, yeah.
2: Right, and it probably had multiple times. Where where Rory potentially is only going to win one of those uh, six top fives. And, mm-hmm. and and I mean, that's the difference. And that's, I think why we shake our head and we want to see more because, you know, p- putting yourself in position is brilliant and be a number one player in the world. But you know, there's no reason why Rory should have, like Rory should have more than one victory right now uh, uh, this season on the PGA tour. And, and it hasn't happened yet, but you know, who knows? Maybe he's waiting for the big ones this year. You know, maybe that's, You know, then that's what we've all been waiting for. It's been a long time since Rory's won a major. So maybe this is the year that, uh, he gets that monkey back off his back. But listen, we got two rounds to go in Mexico. He's three shots off the lead and I think he's played his worst round of golf that we're going to see. The yesterday's 69 I think is the worst round we're going to see from Rory this week. So that, that shapes up well for a potential Rory win.
1: It sure does. Rory McIlroy, three shots off the lead, and after his round, he had a chance to catch up uh, with Golf Channel.
7: Rory, 65-69, what do you think was the biggest difference between the two days? Um actually I was gonna say I didn't putt as well as I did yesterday I held a couple of nice ones at the end I played the par fives uh, very poorly played the par fives and even par today from three really good tee shots so uh, I need to clean that up a little bit uh, be a little tidier from inside sort of four or five feet um, and if I do that then you know if this is the the worst one out of the way then it's not a bad thing
1: for most of you around was in the booth and I was talking to Gary Koch on the air about him. he was mentioning the fact that staying patient is so important out here on the PGA Tour. How were you able to do that today and turn it around in the end?
7: Yeah, I mean, like, it was a it was a very slow start. Um, you know, I made eight pars in a row, and then it's like, okay, you're either going to make a birdie or a boogie. What's going to come first? And I ended up making the boogie on nine. Uh, and, yeah, I just... Um, yeah, there's a long way to go. A long way to go. There's 36 holes left. At that point, I was a few shots behind, but I knew there were some birdie holes coming up, so, um... Yeah, I just stayed patient and tried to, you know, tried to buy my time and you know made a couple of nice putts coming in, which I guess my patience was rewarded a little bit.
1: Rory McIlroy, three shots off the lead, and you can hear that interview. Uh, the fans, the young children cheering outside, uh, right outside the interview area. Uh, I'm sure, uh, thrilling to see one of their heroes uh, play golf. Back with uh, Mark Skino here. Uh, before we wrap up this segment, we'll talk about Riviera uh, in our next segment. Uh, Corey Connor, some Canadian content in the field this week. Uh, and pretty solid so far, Mark. He's 10th uh, right now, solo 10th, uh, seven shots off the lead, uh, and another great opportunity for him to pick up another uh, great finish uh, this week on tour. Yeah,
2: he's playing well. He actually should be better than he is. I, I unfortunately had the uh, – I don't want to use the word pleasure because there's nothing pleasurable about it. I had to call his four-pun on Thursday, yeah. which was tough, you know, but uh, – and but but he's playing solid under par again alone in 10th but it should be a couple of better and gaining experience right now in these fields part of these big tournaments and uh Teter green uh just exceptional but he's just such a good ball striker and he's you know i, I watched him f- absolutely flag one on on the difficult par four eighth yesterday uh, that is just that's a very uh challenging par four here at chapultepec and I mean, he flagged one to inside 10 feet and makes the putt. So, you know, T to Green, I gotta tell you, you know, there's, there's not many. There's not many better, uh, than Corey Connors 2 to green, but he sits on the negative side of strokes game putting again this week. And that's going to be the story. If he, if he can get that putter turned around, Corey Connors can win anywhere, anytime, but he's got to get that putter turned around because he's a world class ball striker. He's one of the you know, top 10 ball strikers in the world. Some people would say top five. I, you know, Dennis Paulson, who I work with thinks he's top five ball striker on the PG tour, but you can't be on the negative side of strokes game putting.
1: Yeah, well, he was first in greens and regulation uh, last year, sixth uh, in 2020 uh, so far. You mentioned that four-putt missing uh, from a foot and a half and blasting it four feet by. It was almost a five-putt. I know, Mark, you and I have come pretty close to five-putting from time to time, but uh, uh, good for Corey Connors to get it back on the rails. uh, Tenth place uh, after two rounds at the WGC uh, Mexico Championship. Coming up after the break, we're going to discuss uh, last week's Genesis, Invitational. Adam Scott winning. Tiger Woods coming in last. And update you on all things Golf Talk Canada coming up. This is GTC.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories including DigiFit Floor Liner. The most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca This is Golf Talk Canada. Celebrating 10 years is Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: And welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada, wrapping up the front nine here on this lovely Saturday morning. Adam Scully uh, here in studio, Mark Zucchino uh, joining us over the phone, and Mark, a quick Golf Talk Canada pop quiz. Seven weeks from right now, what will we be doing, and where can people see us? Mark? We might have lost Mark there. Yes, It appears we have lost Mark's phone connection. We're going to get get him back on the line here uh, very shortly. Maybe his call uh, dropped. There was so much drama around that GTC uh, pop quiz. Um, But uh, Mark, are, are you there now? Sorry.
2: Hey Adam, I can hear you. Can oh, you not hear me? Oh
1: no, no, <laughs> we, we, oh, I don't think. I don't think that was a. I don't think oh, that was a drop oh, call. Oh, there's oh, something oh. else going
2: on there. Well, well,
1: in that yeah. case, it, it left it left our viewers so much drama for our GTC <laughs> pop quiz seven weeks from right now. Yes. What will we be doing? Saturday, April 11th, we will be getting ready
2: for round three of the Masters with Golf Talk Canada Radio on TSN2 Television. You can watch Golf Talk Canada Saturday, April 11th, our radio-to-TV debut, Master Saturday. And 11th is an important number, Adam, because April 11th, we go from radio to TV. But March 11th, Golf Talk Canada TV returns with a one-hour Players Championship Preview Special. So March 11th, we're back to TV. April 11th, radio goes to TV. And, of course, we never actually leave the radio. We're constantly on, are we not?
1: (laughs) We are on every Saturday for the rest of time. I wouldn't have it any other way. And our first TV just TV TV show on TSN March 11. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to preview the Players' Championship. We're going to look back at sort of what we missed uh, from our year-in-review special back in December. We'll look back at all the PGA Tour winners. We'll have an in-depth look at Nick Taylor's uh, victory at Pebble Beach. Uh, we're going to hear learn all about the TaylorMade uh, sim line of drivers. Uh, it, it's going to be a very fun show. And yes, April 11th, we are going to kick off TSN's coverage uh, on TSN 2 that day. Uh, you and I in studio Uh, uh, Bob's going to join us uh, from Augusta National over the phone going to be a fun one uh, for sure. Now I teased it Uh, In the last uh, segment, uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about Riviera, the Genesis Invitational. Adam Scott uh, going on to win. Uh, It's now basically uh, back-to-back victories, back-to-back starts for Adam Scott. He won in Australia uh, in December. And Mark, this could be a guy, if his putting uh, stays above ground, essentially, he could be in the mix in some majors this year, couldn't he?
2: Yeah, that's, again, you know, talking about one club in the bag, holding a player back, it's always been the putter with Adam Scott. Tita Green, is, you know, is there anybody better than Adam Scott? There's guys as good, you know, we're talking, you know, we're up there in the Rory class of ball striker, and he's been doing it forever in a day, but the putter's always been the problem. Uh It seems to be behaving at certain locations anyway where he's comfortable, and Riviera is one of them. And I don't know if there's a better player on the planet last year on the PGA Tour that didn't win than i Scott. It's hard to find a guy that played better for the entire season last year on tour that didn't get that W. And he's got it out of the way now. And really, I don't know if you can go back. I, only, you know, I know, Adam, we only have a couple of minutes left. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, I was with him and Rory last week behind that fifth green at Riviera. <laughs> and Rory just, you know, goes and makes a triple and just, you know, loses his mind just with bad 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 decisions and and you just go how is the number one player in, in the world doing this and then he follows up that triple with with a bogey at the par three and then he's playing alongside adam scott and adam makes a double beside yeah. rory's triple on that hole but he follows it up with a birdie on the next hole he leaves it there he flags an iron at the par three and knocks it in for a two and bounces right back with a birdie and there's your golf tournament at Riviera. You wanna know how uh, Adam Scott beats Rory McElroy on Sunday? That those two holes, five and six early on Sunday, and it's just you know, it's wow. It's head scratching stuff, but uh But good for Adam Scott, he's got to be on the short list now at Augusta, Adam, because he loves it there. You know
1: that. He really does, and and he is a past champion there. Adam Scott uh, also finished in the top 10 in all three playoff events uh, last year in the FedEx Cup. Okay, Mark, we only have about 90 seconds left, but I want to ask you about Tiger. He finishes uh, last. He makes the cut last week, but finishes in last. But do you think this is just sort of just just a one-off? You know, he had all of his hosting duties that he was so vocal to the media about. It just one of those weeks where he just didn't have it. Yeah, I'm not
2: I'm not giving him a pass. I'm not saying that he didn't play awful. I'm not saying that you know, he should have been better with his time. Time management's important. If you're going to be a host of an event, you've got to also figure out how you're going to perform that event. That's part of it. So I don't want to hear excuses, certainly. Mm-hmm. However, I am going to treat it as a one-off. He's never been a fan of Riviera. Even in his prime, he never played well there. Never. He's never won there. It's a, it's a, it's a tough golf course with different grasses, planted greens, Kakuya. I know he's a Southern California kid, but he's been living in Florida forever and a day. Uh, I'm going to leave it as a one-off. I think he's at home getting rest, getting ready. And I think by the time we get to Arnold Palmer, we'll get back to the tiger. We saw last fall.
1: Yeah, I agree, Um, and looking forward to seeing when he does play next. Uh, It's always a question with Tiger, but uh, let's see if he tees it up at Bay Hill and then uh, at the Players' uh, Championship. Okay, well, that wraps up the front nine, or hour one right here on GTC. Mark, you're going to stick around for one more segment, because coming up after the break to kick off the back nine, we have winners, weird and what. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. Stay tuned for 60 more minutes of GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit woodingtonlake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: And welcome back to Hour 2. The Back Nine here on Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully uh, riding solo in studio this morning. Bob Weeks is going to join us at the bottom of the hour here. He's just currently in Moose Jaw for Curling Day in Canada but now rejoining us On the line uh, is Mark Sakino. Was covering the WGC uh, Mexico Championship. And Mark, it's our favorite time of the show. Let's dive right into it. It's Winners, Weird and What. And this week, my friend, you have the tea.
0: I'll answer the question.
1: You want answers?
0: I think I'm entitled. You want answers?
2: I want the truth.
0: You can't handle the
2: truth. Well, Scully, my winner this week, and the truth is, I'm, I'm really enjoying this golf at high altitudes yeah. in Mexico. And, and every time, listen, every once in a while, we get something a little different on the PGA Tour. I think it's good. We, we occasionally get into a very cookie-cutter portion of the schedule where everything starts to look and feel the same. And, and once in a while, uh, like the 16th hole at Phoenix, the Coliseum, or uh, or when we get to the Ryder Cup every two years, and that is just just like nothing you've ever seen before. Every once in a while, golf gives you a little something different. That's what we have this week in Mexico. In say 175 yard pitching wedges that were flying the green at the par three 17th on Thursday. Uh, this golf course every day it gives us a drive of over 400 yards. We've got a drivable par four second hole that. 390 yards, excuse me, a drivable par yeah. four at 390. Absolutely <laughs> insane. Rory McIlroy's numbers from the driving range. I know you saw this on social media because mm-hmm. we were both liking it. At the driving range on Trackman, he was carrying the ball on the range 369 and averaging 392 net. Like, this is just like something we've never we never see it, and it it, it it just adds a complete new element to the game. I think it's tons of fun, and uh you know, once a year it's great. No, more than once a year, eh, you probably wouldn't love it so much. But this week, I think it's very cool.
1: Yeah, but, my weird. No, yeah, I, I, was, sorry, I was Go ahead. I was so. just gonna say. I just wanted to pick. Uh, Back up on there a little bit. Um, It's fascinating to watch, you know, guys doing the calculations and that sort. Like, I I feel like I'd have to have a calculator on the course. Obviously, it's not allowed because I'm not the brightest light in the shed. But you know, it's sort of, you know, we we got 150 yards here. It's uphill a little bit, but it, you know, it'd be uh, it'd be a fun little exercise to do. and, And maybe we'll have to do a little road trip out there sometime.
3: Uh, well,
2: you know, uh, th- maybe that's why Bryson, the scientist, is on top of the leaderboard. It makes sense, right? You know, <laughs> what, what doesn't make sense, Adam, is my weird. Yes. And this is not the best weird for radio, okay? Oh, okay. So I'm going to need our listeners to Google this. Go to the Google machine, as yep. they say. The YouTubes. And put in, yep, yeah, go to YouTube and put in Sun M, T-Shot, Par 3, 7th, Mexico Championship. His T-Shot. At the par three, I still cannot. Think, I have never seen this in my entire life covering golf, playing golf. I asked Mark McCumber yesterday, who's you know played on tour forever in a day. He's never seen it. On the par three seventh, Sunjay M's golf ball found the pond. It landed a good four to five yards shy of the water's edge. This did not land on the bank. This did not land in a shallow portion of the pond. This landed well enough into the pond that we were off the bank. It went down fully into the water, completely submerged, a foot, possibly several feet down into the water. And then moments later, there was almost like a, a brief hesitation, and this ball leaped out of the water and onto the putting surface. Did you see the (laughs) shot, Adam? And if so, have you ever seen that before?
1: I did, and I I have to give credit here uh, to Kristen Murphy, who works on Golf Talk Canada with us. She was doing the highlight pack uh, for SportsCenter and made a little transition or animation saying the M-possible Uh, Because this was
4: impossible! (laughs) This was
1: impossible! Like, to watch this happen, uh, I'm not sure why our live studio audience didn't like that, but, you know, to see this actually happen live, it's, oh my god, is this real? Like, is there a trampoline in the water? Did it it hit a rock or something?
2: Well, it it had to hit something Something. hard, you would think. Yeah. But... But normally, like anytime you sk- you see a ball come into the water, a a it's entering shallow, like a skip. Yeah. B it's close to the bank where the water's uh, you know a couple of inches deep at best. Nowhere do you ever see a ball come in from the heavens that steep into water that's multiple feet deep and yeah. leap out. It-, it was insane. Oh, unbelievable! Uh, and-, and finally, finally, uh, skulls my what this week. I'm not too sure what's going on with Dustin Johnson but right now it's what a mess with an exclamation point not the best week last year uh, last week at Riviera he fought on Friday to get to the weekend, I'll give him credit there, but it was a revolving bag of putters for uh, DJ last week, it just could not find it at all, and now this week this is a golf course where he has won twice before, Mm -hmm. coming into this year's event, his scoring average through three years at Chapultepec 67.08, so practically 67 every time he goes up and pegs it up through three years at Chapultepec for the two-time champion Yesterday, when they were slaughtering the golf course with course records and rounds in the low 60s, DJ shot 71. That follows up a 76 Mm -hmm. on Thursday. His stroke average this this, this week is 73 and a half. Okay, that's six and a half shots higher than his career stroke average at this golf course. He's not putting well. He's not hitting it well. He's... He's barely, he's not in the top 10 in strokes gain, tee to green. And that's a category that he lives in. I'm not too sure, Adam, what's going on with Dustin Johnson right now. I know he had the minor knee surgery back in the fall, the cleanup. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe it's got anything to do with that. I will say this. Back in 2015, him and Butch and Claude Harmon decided to go to a fade. And I know you know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. And I'm a huge fan of guys that go to the fade off the tee. Look at what Nick Taylor's done Uh since going to the fade. He's got his second win. So you need to go to a shot that is your comfortable shot. And if your stock shot is a fade, you're going to find more fairways, more greens, and I think you're going to win more. However, fast forward from 2015, five years later, and he has gone from going to a fade as his preferred shot to going to a fade as his only Mm-hmm. Shot. Now, he hasn't worked with Butch and Claude since June last year. They broke up, and he's exclusively with his col- college coach, uh, Alan, uh, I think it's Terrell, mm-hmm. that, uh, that uh, drafted him in, in, it to, to college. But uh, I'm standing behind the fourth green last week at uh, Riviera. It's a right to left par par three, really. It's got the redan yep. green that breaks from front to back. They got a back left pole location. The only way you can access this hole is by hitting a drop. Like it's impossible. And DJ tries to get up there and sling a cut and it's just not going to work because he's become one dimensional. Now there's a lot more things going on right there, but you know, I've been talking about this. He lost Valspar in a stiff wind last year because of this same reason. I don't know where we go from here, yeah. Adam.
1: Yeah, it, it's puzzling to watch, really. You know, after the PGA championship uh, last year, he didn't have a top 10 on the PGA tour. Uh, he's been puzzling to watch uh, so far. There's so much talent there, and, and let's see uh, if he can uh, get it back uh, on the rails. Okay, Mark, uh, the tee is now mine.
8: So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond?
1: No, you're not supposed to hit it into the
2: water.
8: But you hit it into the water.
2: I know I hit it into the water.
8: Well, Why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there?
9: Because it's fun! We're having fun!
8: Look, it went further than your ball!
1: Okay, Mark, you know me. You know I'm into fitness. You know I'm into how fitness helps your golf game. My winner this week is one of the fittest humans uh, on the planet, you could say, in, in terms of golf. And that is 57-year-old VJ Singh. We've seen videos in the past of him posting, uh, you know, hitting tires or tossing these massive rubber tires or tossing these 15-pound medicine balls at full speed, doing a golf swing with rotation. But this week, he posted a video pushing a tractor with someone sitting in it you know how heavy that is and how much you know strain that can go on your back and your legs this guy is one strong dude
2: he's always been one of the most healthy guys out there and, and certainly one of the longest golf swings you know that's probably why he's still playing so well later in life he's got that long fluid swing i haven't seen the video yet I gotta, oh, yeah. I gotta look at it i i've been drowning in, in wgc yeah. coverage as you know and but I, I want to check it out because uh, the, the, just the, just the visual alone must be hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it,
1: it's crazy. But there's so much strength that goes into it. Good for VJ saying he's uh, he's just so. Uh, committed. Okay, my weird this weekend, and perhaps you can provide some more context to this because you were there. Fifteenth uh, hole last week at Riviera, final round. Adam Scott has the lead. Hits his tee shot, and this is something I don't think I've ever seen on uh, on a PGA Tour broadcast. His ball literally rolls up to the group ahead of him. Joel Damon turns behind, and gives him that wave, like "What are you doing?" Like, w- were the marshals asleep? Did someone you know just miss their call? D- do you know what happened there? I have absolutely okay, no clue what happened there because, yeah. and I was standing
2: there. Yeah. I was about 30 feet from Joel Damon because, you know, as a PGA to a radio play by play announcer, unlike the TV guys that don't ba- really work for a living, right. they, get t- they get double the pay and have to work. <laughs> they don't have to. They got their monitors. They barely do anything. Oh, they comment on stuff you already see. We're running around with chickens with their head cut off trying to get ahead of the players at all times because we have to call every single thing or you right. have no idea what's going on. So for tee balls, you get up to where the apex uh, of the fairway is typically for tee balls. So you can be in a general landing area waiting for your player to hit his tee ball. So I'm up there already waiting for the group to clear. So I'm standing 30 feet from Joel Damon. Next thing I know, this ball's rolling in. The marshals are there. You can see them in the fairway. It's not a blind tee shot. So Adam Scott basically said to himself, you know, Joel Damon wears that weird bucket hat. Yep, you yep. know, that kind of weird little guy, But I'm pretty sure Scott said, let's play it off the bucket hat. I like that line. I think that's, that's, that's <laughs> what went down.
1: down here. Well, it was just puzzling to see, especially on a Sunday. Like, if it was a Thursday, maybe. We've seen in the past Tigers hit some shots into par fives. I know, I think it was the 2007 FedEx Cup. He was going for a par 5-2, and and it sort of rolled onto the green. He said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't think I could hit it that far with a 5-iron from 260. But this is a tee shot with four holes to go in a PGA Tour event. $2 million on the line for the winner. Uh, Certainly a mind-bogglingly weird moment uh, for sure. Okay, my what this week? And you know me, I've had some winners. Uh, weird and what with Bryson DeChambeau uh, throughout the years, uh, spraying his range balls, which is in my Scully mm-hmm. time intro. Range balls, I repeat. Uh, but this week, uh, a photo came through on uh, social media of a guy holding what looked like some sort of towel. Over Deschambeau to create some shadows as he was putting on the practice putting green, and he actually talked about why he did this uh, in the sound we heard from earlier in the show. And he's using this laser focus uh, putting technology that helps the ball roll along uh, a chalk that's a chalk line that's on the green. Uh, this is just another uh, strange thing that Bryson's doing, uh, Mister Scientist, right?
2: Yeah, he's got this. So it's a laser. It's a laser port pointer that uh, that combines path and face angle of the putter. So making sure that you're lined up where you think you're looking, and and that line is is matching. So your right. eyes are seeing what they're supposed to see. Right. Listen. At the end of the day, like he is as technical as there has ever been in this game. But you've got, one thing you've got to give this guy Adam is that. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen to, doesn't listen to the, the noise. He has a way of doing things. He has his own approach that he believes in, and he doesn't let anybody stray. When people say he's too technical, he ignores it. When people say, you know, you can't put that stiff that, that arm lock. has got it's it's arm locked to the point where, you know, it, it's it's rigid. It it almost looks uncomfortable, you know, but. Look at his putting performance. When they say you shouldn't put on that much weight in that short period of time, he goes out and does it and hits it 350 yards. So he believes in what he's doing. And I got to tell you, sometimes in golf especially, you don't have to be right. You can be wrong, but you need to believe in what you're doing more than anything else. And I say this to the most simplest Uh, micro example of what I'm talking about, and I think I've said this to you when you and I have played. Mm -hmm. I'd rather put a convicted swing on the wrong club than put a non-committal swing on the right club, yeah. if that makes any
1: sense to you, a 100 percent, yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he's fascinating to watch, and he's great for the game because it's something different, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing yes. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Bryson uh, for the final 36 holes. Okay, Mark, we have about uh, 30 seconds or so left here. Uh, give us a prediction. What do you think's going to happen uh, for the final 36 holes?:
2: Oh my, you know it's going to be tight. I don't think anybody's going to get away from anybody. Uh, I think we're going to uh, continue to see some good scoring. Uh, some way, somehow, Rory's got to win this, Adam. Yeah. He has to win this. He can't go six top fives with the one win. He gave away, with all due respect, to Adam Scott, who played wonderful. Rory gave Riviera away. He, he, you know, he tried to give this away yesterday and mm-hmm. saved it with three late birdies late on the back nine to shoot 69. You heard him in his interview. He kind of said exactly what I said, Rory. If that's my worst round, I can get past this. I think that was his worst round. I think Rory's going to figure this thing out. I think he gets himself in the final group on Sunday. I think he figures this thing out.
1: It'll be fun to watch. Rory McElroy is just uh, three shots off the Well, Mark, this has been fun all morning. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, enjoy the coverage uh, later today, my friend. Sculls, I'll talk to you next week, brother. Thanks. Have a good one. Say hi to Bob for me. I will for sure. That is Mark Zucchino. You can hear his broadcast on PGA Tour radio uh, a little uh, later in the day where Bryson DeChambeau, he has a one-shot lead uh, through 36 holes. Well, coming up after the break, we're going to hear an interview Mark did recently uh, from the TaylorMade Tour truck, where we learn all about how the players get fitted and uh, adjust their clubs uh, depending on the week they're playing. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit woodingtonlake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada. Celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations, whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: He's bold. You know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada.
0: Oh, Oh, that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and Uh. cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's
1: bonkers. Spraying his balls with w- his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? He's spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully Time. Yes, yeah, Scully Time continues this morning on Golf Talk Canada. We've got uh, three segments left. Bob Weeks is going to join us uh, in about 10 minutes from now. He's currently. Uh, in Moose Jaw, covering Curling Day in Canada. Yes, he is in the Curling uh, uh, Hall of Fame as well. The man is an absolute uh, legend. But uh, let's now turn uh, a little bit here. And uh, Mark Sakino was recently uh, in Carlsbad, California, where uh, he was in the made Tour truck. This is where all of Team TaylorMade goes on a weekly basis to get their lies and lofts adjusted. Uh, and so let's learn more about what goes on on a weekly basis uh, in that truck.
10: All right, here in the -the state-of-the-art, tailor-made tour van, normally I'm not allowed in here without full security, I handcuffed myself, I think, at the Northern Trust the last time I spoke to you gentlemen, I wouldn't leave. Chris Trotty, Wade Lyles, uh, they're always in this van, every time I see the van on the road, you're both in the van or running back and forth, things for range use and whatnot. Uh, Let's start there, life on the road in this magnificent vehicle. What's a Tuesday, Wednesday look like for you guys in terms of who's tinkering, what are you doing, what's happening in this van before the tournament actually starts?
9: Well, you know, I set this thing up on Mondays. I drive it, I set it up on, on Sunday. Monday is kind of a slow day because of all the charity programs going on, but Tuesday is the full practice day. So guys are out there, that's when they're messing with stuff, that's when they want to change things, get things re-gripped, lines and lofts. And Wednesday is also a little bit busy because we're under the pressure. They have it's our last day we're there. They want to make sure everything gets situated before they have to play on Thursday. So it could be very busy in here certain weeks.
10: In terms of who's tinkers more, who's a little bit harder to get into the new stuff or, or tries it way longer, puts it through a trial period a little bit more intense than the other, who's the easiest guy to go, hey, put this in your bag, and another guy's so like tinkering, not putting it into play yet, moving it around.
8: I think in answer to the first question as well on that one, it really depends on time of year. Like, we will be manic from Hawaii, no truck there, but Palm Desert, through to really Augusta. Because Augusta yeah, coming out, right? That's that part. And also, Augusta is the first place where everyone is trying to get super dialed in to how they want to play that golf course. So, you know, you might be. Mexico, we go to altitude, so we've got builds the week before that we have to get right there. But there might be a, when you go to Phoenix, to the desert, something you adjust there to Wade's Point, Loft, lies, so that you get a slightly flatter land angle, more run. And then when it comes to players and who tinkers more, I think we're seeing already that there are guys that like things a certain way. So Bo Hosler, Colin Morikawa of the newer generation, they like things a certain way. And then there are guys that have gone through this process year on year, been with us a long time, and they know what's expected of them, and they know how to dial themselves in, even with or without us truly being on it. Dustin Johnson, for example, he can get into something very quickly, Rory. Pretty quick. We'll make a slight tweak, perhaps as we get into Florida. For example, like I know last year Arnold Palmer he changed a few things there. But for the most part, he's in. And then Jason Day spends a long time in the desert uh, in January before he comes to Torrey Pines. So we will. He can be a lot of work. But once you get past that February spell with him, he owns it. But well, he's done. He's, yeah. You don't see him. So yeah, the van like the,
9: the is there in, in Palm Springs. So Jason vacations that week. And we'll work with the guys in the tournament and also one guy will go over the track band and they'll work with Jason Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday make sure he's dialed in for the
8: year to come so they it. won't even go to the tour room. it's a that working be, vacation yeah, yeah basically and we'll have a guy that will just go and hang with Jason for three days
10: now I follow you on social media I yeah. sometimes bug you about left handed equipment on well, social media oh that's you <laughs> you you play around now I see a lot of guys uh, with soul grinds and it seems to be something that's kind of coming back and more popular personalized soul grinds and whatnot are we still in an era where when guys go to Augusta and they have tighter lies, they might come in and say guys I want less bounce this week or something like that are they still manipulating in terms of turf conditions and playing around with this type of stuff
8: the only place that I will manipulate for a, a venue is the Oak Championship because you're getting so on to super firm and you've got to take bounce off other than that we will have the conversations about Augusta here and they're happening now with Paul Domkowski inside we'll talk to Paulie D, and we'll come up with a mill grind which we've done in the past and I've spoken about it in this scenario before like the four-way camber that Rahm uses came at the kingdom. That was finalized at the kingdom. Then it was put into the mill grind wedge. And as great as I am at grinding, as great as, as Wade is at that, it's tough to replicate the same wedge over and over, but mill grind can get on it. So basically we made a wedge for John Rahm, the four-way camber that's now gone to retail, and it all came about with getting shots for Augusta and how he wants to play it the right way.
10: Interesting, so sometimes tweaking with the world's best players and through kind of experimenting, you, we end up with a product for, yeah. for retail. And for
9: that, yeah, way. You Absolutely. know, and, and the thing is, is that you know, a lot of our guys now, since we do have the milled sole. No matter if they play a different wedge every day, it's not that soul's not going to change. Uh, some players will go through five or six wedges a year. To me it would be very hard for a person to sit there and grind five wedges, six wedges exactly the same. So we don't want to start with a, black, a blank canvas, we want to start with the right canvas. It's done, let's stamp your initials on six of these, come in here every week if you want to and grab one. So that's a huge advantage for us and the guys playing our wedges. We don't need to sit there in a grinding machine all day. They're already dialed
8: in for me. That's the other thing, it takes a while. You know, if you're gonna get this thing spot on and you have to do it, it's, it's an not, investment in power. It takes some time yes. and then you're taking the time away from where you can be dialing the bag in somewhere else. Before
10: we wrap, guys, uh, you know, this van It's out there quite a bit. I know it's hectic because we get into Augusta, like you said, and it cools off a little. Any story you can share, anything funny happened in the last 12 months that, uh, that's, good, that's good for TV that we don't have to hide, that we can uh, talk about?
8: Anything pop to mind? you you must have one and i'll for something <laughs> i sure i mean it, obviously there's a lot of stories that happen through the year and getting things right i know the the john rahm spider tour story is probably acceptable for this crowd we were uh, john had spider tour and liked it a lot and we would literally travel with a spider x for him everywhere just to offer the service and Offer what we felt would be an upgrade benefit of what he had and uh you know he kind of would come in look at this thing say he liked it then he would put it away then he'd say he like it then he would put it away and then he'd come to the kingdom go through the system here it would show that it's a great potter for him he'd look at it he'd check off the loft and light put it away and in the end he sort of came in and was like maybe i'm gonna play that and i literally said away listen I'm, I'm done with this like this is i'm, I'm done I've been having this conversation since January. <laughs> Help me out, I'm done. Walked out and then just left. John plays the putter that week. I've done everything with this putter, everything. I'm like, what did you say to him? He said, I just said it's uh, tougher to move aloft than light. And, and I was, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It took me all year. But, uh, and, that was all the right yeah,
9: and like I, I said, you know, I, I don't, I'm not appreciating these guys. That's what the reps do. I just, they give me their order, I build it, off they go. We go through everything, have not we? Yeah, so everything. it's like you know when when I said that, you know, which is it's actually true, right? You know, a little bit, it, it is true. And when I told him that, he kind of took, okay, well, maybe I should think about playing the Spider X.
8: Puts so him it. playing, he's won what four times or something. Yeah, like that, won so. he won in Europe, hasn't he? And then got rookie, not rookie here, but won the Order of Merit, yeah. so. Yeah, he's in a good spot. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me Thank you so much. Awesome. awesome. Guys
10: always love visiting the van, and you heard it right here. The tweaks, all the little custom things they do, they eventually land in your your bag, and I'm sure some of that you'll have in your bag for 2020.
1: Some great stuff from Mark and the guys at the TaylorMade uh, Tour truck. Okay, stick around. After the break, Bob Weeks is going to join us. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: And hey, welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada, Adam Scully. In studio uh, this morning, Mark Sakino was with us for the first uh, five segments on this lovely morning. We were recapping the WGC uh, Mexico Championship uh, after 36 holes. And now joining us is the other co-host here uh, on Golf Talk Canada, Bob Weeks. Bob, how are you this morning? Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. How are you? I am just marvelous. Thank you. Now, so, so you obviously, you do a lot of golf, but curling is also a thing you do as well. So tell, tell our listeners what you're doing today with uh, Curling Day in Canada.
3: I am uh, I am right now sitting to you talking to you from beautiful Moose Jaw uh-huh. where, which is the site of the Scotties Tournament of Hearts and uh, Brian Mudrick and I are going to co-host the 1-hour uh, show on uh, on curling day in Canada there's it's it's going on all day of course right across the country lots of events at different curling clubs here and there and uh, we've got a really interesting show I think with lots of stories about kind of about inclusion in curling so mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh there's I don't know how to put it but the, but curling has a reputation much like golf you know yep. being a little bit closed and uh still mm-hmm. a lot of newer Canadians a lot of people from different backgrounds and diversity are uh taking up the game and we're kind of profiling a lot of those as well as some of the athletes from Special Olympics and uh we've got some some NHL players doing a little curling so oh. fun show and it's on at uh 5 Eastern today so I'm out here for that and it's definitely it's it's actually Moose Jaw is the birthplace of Adam Hadwin so yes. that's my connection to golf, and it's definitely not golf weather out here this morning. It's a little bit, a little bit cool.
1: Well, we're getting closer uh, to golf weather here, sort of, kind of. Uh, it's going to be about eight, 8 degrees Celsius tomorrow, uh, so looking, for, looking forward to that. Okay, l- l- let's chat a little of what's going on in the golf world uh, this week. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, your 36-hole leader of the WGC Mexico Championship, and Bob, we've spoken a lot about uh, DeChambeau's recent uh, weight transformation, uh, 20 to 30 pounds heavier now, and it seems things are are finally starting to pay off for him, don't you think?
3: I do. Um, you know, if you look at his driving numbers, certainly that part of the game that he wanted to address and, and as distances has shown up, uh, at least by the by the measurements of, uh, of uh, the track man and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think he's starting to round out the rest of his game. I think any time you change your body, whether you're losing weight or gaining or putting on muscle or doing something this significant, um, I think there's a, an adjustment period obviously you have to figure out what your body how your body's going to react uh, you know where you need to be in the swing with different parts of your body so I think that's what's what's happened in some ways it's a little bit like what Phil Mickelson's done with mm-hmm. his weight loss but I think Bryson is now at a point where he's uh, he's kind of figured that all out no no surprise there he's scientifically done it probably and um, and it's starting to show up in his golf swing and we knew uh, how good a player he was before all this, and now, it—you it's, know by his measurement, he wants to be even better, and he's showing it this week.
1: It's sort of something similar to a uh, tour veteran, uh, Carl Peterson, when he, when he lost a bunch <laughs> of weight and then uh, decided that his game was no good when he was skinny, so he had uh, beer and ice cream or donuts to put the weight back on, is that right? Yeah, we asked him one
3: time, he'd lost, I think, 40 pounds, and his game went Went south, so he put it back on. And someone said, "Well, how do you put that kind of weight back on?" He says, "Oh, I just eat a tub of ice cream before before bed, and uh, it goes goes a long way." (laughs) So he's. uh you know, he's, he's uh, a, a different kind of case from what, uh, what Bryce is doing, <laughs> but in both cases, the game did work,
1: actually. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, oh, that, that's awesome. Okay, so speaking of guys in contention right now at the WGC Mexico, uh, Rory McIlroy. Uh, he's three shots off the lead. We spoke about this with Mark uh, a little bit, but it's, and, and we spoke spoken about this before. It's sort of when Rory is on his game, he is the best in the world. You have to agree with me, right?
3: I do. I think he's better than anybody else right now. I think the launch angle that he has on his clubs now the, uh, the, 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 is, is massive, especially in a place like Mexico where it's flying mm-hmm. so far. I think his putting has improved significantly over the last 12 to 18 months. And I think mentally he's in a really good place, which kind of helps him just kind of put his game in perspective. And I think that goes a long way as well. So, um, you know, he didn't have his best stuff on, on Friday, obviously, but he's still... Grounded out a 15 or a 69 and uh, is still well within reach. So I think, I think he's over the weekend if he uh, even plays marginally better than he did on Friday. You know he's going to be a threat down there. And although there were some pretty low numbers up there yesterday, weren't there?
1: Yeah, the field was a combined 52 under par in round two. In comparison, a uh, hundred over par in round one. So wow. uh, we'll see what the field, uh, how low or how high they go uh, later today and uh, tomorrow. Well, one guy who's made a lot of headlines uh, recently in the past couple of months uh, for some rule violations, uh, Patrick Reed. Uh, and Mark and I spoke about the comments uh, that. Peter Costas uh, made about Patrick Reed, essentially saying that he's seen him improve his lie up close in a PGA Tour event three or four times. Uh, before we talk about this week of Patrick Reed, what did you think about the, these comments and allegations uh, from Peter Costas?
3: Well, there's certainly Peter Costas wasn't the only
1: one this week. I think Peter Costas, first of all, is a very, uh, very smart
3: guy, a very, has a great perspective on the game. And, you know, he he basically called it out on the broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, if you go back and look yep. at it on Twitter. And then you had Brooks Keck earlier in the week basically calling him, I mean, not basically, he called him right out said he was a cheater. He said he's cheating. He said, you know, how can you not know that your club hits the sand in a bunker? He was referring to the, the incident uh, at the Hero World Challenge. Mm-hmm. But I think what was almost sadder than that was when when um, the media started to address that, I was with Patrick, you know, the PGA Tour officials cut them off. Yeah. And they're sort of... I don't know if they're protecting a cheater. Uh, if that's too strong a statement, but but certainly they don't want this to be an issue, or certainly want to limit how much of an issue it becomes. But I think Patrick Reed is going to be stained with this. He's always been stained with this since his college days, um, and it's not going to go away. So you know, I think people are just going to keep an eye on him, and um, he'll carry that carry that with him for wherever really wherever he goes in, in the next uh, part of his career.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, he's, he's had some wild times uh, off the golf course. We're in conversation here uh, with Bob Weeks. Uh, now, Bob, so given everything that's happened with Patrick Reed in the last couple of months, but more specifically this week with the comments made uh, about him, just how impressive is it that he's been able to uh, play this well so far through 36 holes?
3: Yeah, nine birdies on his card yesterday. Birdie half the hole. <laughs> it's almost like he thrives on the... On the I don't know the notoriety or the attention the, the, the or the or the, the bad stuff that comes out. If you look at some of his past performances, they've come on the heels of a bad comment. Uh, I can remember the old you know I, I believe I'm a top ten player in the world. Mm-hmm. and Did that? And they came back and won. So he's he's a uh, he's a guy feisty guy, and and I think this feeds into his game. We know he's a talented golfer. <laughs> he doesn't have to cheat to be a talented golfer. He can play all the shots, and when you shoot. You you pretty half your holes. I mean that's that's a remarkable performance. So, uh, in some ways, as I say, I think I think this fuels his game. It fuels his desire to what he thinks would be a way to silence the critics
1: yeah it's uh, it's been fun to watch him so far and 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 uh you know he's, he's such a talented golfer but if, if things could just you know stay on the rail so to speak and and if not being golf's villain now uh, we will we'll see where his career uh can go from here but uh back in the wgc mexico now uh, some canadian content Corey connor's t- 10th place after two rounds uh he said six top 25 finishes and nine starts uh so far uh, this season, and of course, he's coming off the win uh, last year, just uh, over a year ago. Uh, he's got to have some pretty. What do you think his expectations are? I should say, Bob, uh, for this season uh, for Corey Connors.
3: I think he's got pretty high expectations of himself. I think he really wants to build off that, off that uh, that win from last year and the, that remarkable season that he had last year. You know, his this appearance at, in Mexico is sort of an indication of, of, he's moving up a level. This is the new schedule that he's mm-hmm. going to be playing. He's not going to, remember last year he was playing in, uh, in some of these off, opposite yep. field events on the, on the other side of the, of the field. So I think in this way you're seeing that he's stepped up in class a little bit, but I think he just feels he deserves to be there. His game is showing that. Um, it's, it's a typical Corey Connors game so far through, through uh, 36 holes in Mexico. You know, he's hitting a lot of fairways, hitting a lot of greens and, and not, so much on the putting side of it. Mm-hmm. I think he's strokes gained. He's 41st in putting, mm-hmm. but he's probably up, I think, in the top 10 in the other two categories. So he's, uh, but I think he's a smart guy. I think he works hard, and I think he'd like to, uh, to begin to challenge in some of these events. And now we're seeing it with a, uh, so far anyway, through 36 holes, 10th place at this one. And this, this is another, another bonus for Corey in his chase to get out the Olympic team because he'll make some good points here on this uh, this week if he stays where he is in top ten that's for sure.
1: Yeah and he's uh, you mentioned his ball striking sixth and greens in regulation thus far this year he led the PGA Tour in greens and regulation percentage uh, last year. Of course they are playing at altitude uh, you know 7,600 feet or so above uh, sea level the ball flies 10 to 15 percent further. Bob have you ever played in, in something like this before?
3: Uh, I have played a little bit in Mexico in, in a couple of places where it was a little higher and it's always a little, never never to the extreme that you guys are playing. At. Yeah. It's always like sort of one club. Uh, but I, I remember talking to a number of caddies after this tournament and, you know, all the, the adjustments they had to make to, to their players' uh, standard shots. You know, mm-hmm. you sort of have to sit there with a calculator and figure things out and figure how things how far things are going to go, and then of course there's an adjustment on the other side when you play next week or the next time you play. You've got to remember you got to go down a little bit and, uh, and go back to your your regular uh, length. So it's always uh, it's always interesting to see how many guys hit up short or over the green. Um, it hasn't been too bad. I think these guys are getting used to it, having played a few times now. And there's a bit of uh, technology available mm-hmm. now. These guys are using some of the um, things like Arcos, the uh, yep. club measurement. Um, for features that you can attach to your club, and they've been able to kind of figure out exactly how far they're hitting shots. So a lot of work in the practice rounds, though, to dial it in and make sure you know exactly how far you're hitting each club.
1: Yeah, a ton of work in the practice rounds, uh, uh, a ton of work uh, on the range as well with Trackman, maybe two Trackmans if you're Bryson DeChambeau, just doing things uh, the way he does. Uh, Before we let you go, though, I want to briefly talk about uh, last week in the Genesis uh, Invitational, and one of the good guys and nicest guys on tour, Adam Scott, uh, gets the victory, uh, back-to-back starts for him winning. Uh, He won back in December uh, in Australia, and this has to set Adam Scott up to be one of the favorites uh for the masters which is now less than seven weeks away
3: yeah he certainly knows how to play there we know he's got a green jacket already he really wants to try and push uh over the next five years to add to that total in major championships he's going to turn 40 this year Mm -hmm. and he figures he's got about five years of of kind of the prime part of his uh of his career so he would like to do that he's has been working very hard and being very selective in how he adjusts his schedule he's done that many times over his career Mm -hmm. tried to play less in hopes that that would give him more, or now he's just trying to get himself to a point where he's um, sort of hitting his stride as he gets into the majors. And obviously, he's doing that with, with two wins so far. Um, he's also found a putter that he likes. Now, we all know that he uses a long putter and he's he's got that uh, non anchoring long broomstick putter. But it's interesting, we sort of, when you think about broomstick putters, you don't often think about the actual putter itself that's at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. We think about the broomstick but he's right. been adjusting a number of different models at the bottom there and he's found one that he says he really likes uh, and that's helping what is obviously the weakest part of his game and if he can get even marginally better with that putter look out
1: Yeah, look out, and he was in contention uh, in two of the majors last year. It'll be fun to see uh, what Adam Scott can do uh, the rest of the year. Well, Bob, thanks so much for joining us today. I know you're busy uh, in Moose Jaw. We'll be sure to tune in at 5 Eastern on TSN to see uh, the special. And uh, enjoy it, my friend. Thank you, sir.
3: Take care. See you
1: soon. Okay, that was uh, Bob Weeks again. 5 Eastern on TSN, the special Curling Day in Canada uh, coverage. Well, coming up uh, after the break, we're going to have some leaderboard updates from around the world in golf and uh, catch you up on all things GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by... The Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries of golf footwear once again with the all new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe could be. Visit adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
7: Oh, my.
1: I didn't know that was coming. Dave behind the glass. That was uh, that was a power move right there. I was not, I was not ready for that. Like that! <laughs> uh, wrapping up this morning's Golf Talk Canada, Adam Scully here. Uh, both Bob Weeks and Mark Skino have joined us on this lovely morning. Let's wrap up this morning's show with some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com. The smartest way to shop for golf. Visit Smart golfdeals.com to book your next tee time. Pretty quiet week around the world of golf, except for the WGC Mexico Championship. Bryson DeChambeau, a one-shot lead right now over Patrick Reed and Eric Von Ruyen. Hideki Matsuyama, he's had a bit of a, a bounce back here. He was 64 on Friday. He is just two shots off the lead alongside Justin Thomas. Rory McIlroy is three shots off the pace then. A couple of guys at five under, and of note, Corey Connors, Canadian, he is seven shots off the lead uh, currently uh, in tenth place. One of the guys we haven't heard from throughout the show, uh, Eric Van Rooyen, he is one shot off the pace, and uh, let's hear from him after his round, speaking with the media.
4: I think when you shoot nine under, everything's going well. To be honest. Um... Been working really hard in the game, as we all do, and and things came together nicely today, so happy.
1: After that happened, we were talking about your birthday on the air. You were on the golf course. Obviously, you couldn't hear us. Justin Leonard
4: said, man, he's really enjoying his 30s. Do you feel like you're a little bit of an older man going into a different decade today? The first thing I told my wife this morning, man, I feel really old, but I guess I'm still quite young Um, and what a way to to kick off the 30s and shoot 9-under, so a little birthday gift to myself. I've got news for you, pal. 30 is not old. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck the rest the way. Thanks for the time, Jesse. Thank you.
1: Eric Van Rooyen is currently 52nd in the world, one career uh, European Tour victory. Look out for him. And he's a guy, he, he only wears joggers. Uh, it's quite the fashion statement. Some would say fashion faux pas, but uh, he he pulls it off. Uh, good for him. Uh, and uh, I should say, Friday at the WGC Mexico Championship, the first time in a WGC stroke play event where four players made nine or more birdies in one round. Those were Deshambo, Reed Van Rooyen, and uh, Matsuyama. The course played 100 over par in round one, 52 under par uh, in round two. It'll be fun to see uh, what transpires over the last uh, 36 holes. Well, on Golf Talk Canada, things are going to be picking up here. Uh, March 11th, we debut on TSN TV, just our TV show. And seven weeks from today, this radio show is going to be on TSN 2. We're going to be previewing the third round of the Masters and we'll be uh, on TSN either streaming or TSN 2. Every week uh, through the rest of the summer. Uh, very exciting time for us. And as well as this starts, 20 weeks of tailor made also begins. Masters week, we're giving away up to $16,000 worth of gear uh, this year. All you have to do to be in the draw every week to win some great tailor made product, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, and every week you are in a draw to win some great uh, tailor-made product. Well, it's been a fun show today, all by myself here in studio. Dave, thanks for that little uh, music interlude there. Uh, really appreciate it. Whatever you do, uh, enjoy the golf coverage this week, and the boys will all be back next week uh, to debrief this and look ahead uh, to the Honda Classic. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and remember, the first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. Woo!
0: This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries of golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos. Meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit adidas.ca.